Welcome to Finding Forgiveness, a Fraser 365 devotional. I'm Chris Montgomery, the senior pastor at Fraser Church, and we're excited you've joined us for this study. May the Lord bless you as we learn about His forgiveness. This is Day 27 of Finding Forgiveness. Our title today is Mourning. Mark Vergop said, Lament can be defined as a loud cry, a howl, or a passionate expression of grief. However, in the Bible, lament is more than sorrow or talking about sadness. It is more than walking through the stages of grief. Lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. Our text today is Genesis 50, verses 1 through 14. Then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for it, for that is how many are required for embalming. And the Egyptians wept for him seventy days. And when the days of weeping for him were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your eyes, please speak in the ears of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, I am about to die in my tomb that I hewed out for myself in the land of Canaan. There shall you bury me. Now therefore, let me please go up and bury my father. Then I will return. And Pharaoh answered, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father. With him went up all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as all the household of Joseph, his brothers, and his father's household. Only their children, their flocks, and their herds were left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with him both chariots and horsemen. It was a very great company. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, they lamented there with a very great and grievous lamentation, and he made a mourning for his father seven days. When the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning on the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning by the Egyptians. Therefore the place was named Abel Mizraim. It is beyond the Jordan. Thus his sons did for him as he had commanded them. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan, and buried him in the cave of the field at Machpelah, to the east of Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite, to possess as a burying place. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had gone with him to bury his father. With the perfect timing that only God can bring, Jacob finished his speech to his family and then breathed his last breath. This last verse of Genesis 49 describes the scene. When Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Genesis 50 verse 1 picks up where chapter 49 left off. And Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. Scripture details Jacob's final minutes on this side of heaven and allows us to see this very personal and private moment between Joseph and his father. Referring to verses 4 through 5, one author writes, When viewing this event from the perspective of the past, it is bittersweet. 
Joseph has been in Egypt for four decades. He entered as a slave in Potiphar's house, then spent several years in prison before ascending to the palace. Nevertheless, in all that time, he was either a slave or a prisoner who could not go home. And by the time he would have earned enough clout to be able to leave, the famine was so bad that his family had to come to him. Now, in his fifties or sixties, the man who left home at seventeen is requesting permission to go back. When viewing this event from the perspective of the future, it is filled with irony. Here, Joseph asks Pharaoh for permission to go home, which conjures up pictures of Moses and his requests. And in case you think that this is a stretch, remember, Moses is the author of Genesis. He writes this from the perspective of having lived through the Exodus. The following verses give us the magnitude of the funeral procession and the mourning of Jacob's family. Verse 9 states that it was a very great company, and verse 10 adds, They lamented there with a very great and grievous lamentation for seven days. If you translate this last phrase literally from the original language, it reads, They came with heavy, massive, and abundantly great wailing, and they lamented with seven days of mourning. There are some strong feelings, emotional outbursts, and intense grieving surrounding Jacob's funeral. There is an astounding similarity between Jacob's funeral procession and the nation of Israel's future exodus from Pharaoh's bondage. The procession from Egypt to Canaan was a mini-rehearsal of Israel's grand exodus from Egypt. Many of the words and descriptions used here to portray the procession, servants of Pharaoh, flocks, herds, chariots, horsemen, and great company occur again in the story of the Exodus. Now, Joseph bore the bones of Jacob from Egypt to Canaan, but then Joseph's bones would be carried in the Exodus out of Egypt. Now the Egyptian horses and chariots helped the procession, then they would oppose it. Now Israel's children were left behind, then they would join the Exodus. An in-depth study of Joseph's life leads to valuable spiritual life lessons. A study of Genesis 37 through 50 also leads to an increased understanding of the setting and situation found in the beginning of the book of Exodus. Consider these questions. What is your perception of Joseph's reaction to his father's death? Take a moment and write down Scripture's description of Joseph's actions in Genesis 50. What do these actions portray about Joseph's love and God's restoration? In what ways do you see God honoring Jacob's life in the events surrounding his death? How do you think Joseph's life of integrity impacted the way his father was treated? What are your thoughts on the quote from Mark Vergop, Lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. How does today's scripture challenge your view of the importance of family? How can a dysfunctional family leave a dynamic legacy? Pray with me. Father God, thank you for all the wonderful people, friends and family, who you place in our lives. We pray that we would never take them for granted. Amen. Amen.